We're back, the Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking e-games, cannabis, blockchain, without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, <laughs> business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. <laughs> DJ Flex over here. <laughs> oh, Anthony, we can always count on you for a great, a great non-beat intro. <laughs> it's like Try the lady, it's like the lady Try from Sound of Music saying, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go verse for verse with Biggie." <laughs> like, no, Julie Andrews, you should sit this one out. <laughs> so cool, so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna download one of these apps that so I can make a beat. And, and and we're gonna use it. I'm gonna auto tune. I'm gonna auto tune that. I'm gonna turn to Kanye East. Oh man! And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Whiskey Hue. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so what's been going on, fellas? It's been another uh, another wild wild week on the markets and life and culture and tech across the board. It's been a lot going on. What's been keeping you guys busy? Um, for me, let's talk, let's talk culture. My he like, he like, after I take this sip of this whiskey, yeah, I, I, had to, I went to, I went, you know, went to my favorite stomping grounds, went to Brooklyn this week, chilled in nice. Prospect Park, met, saw some people, random people just run, you know, people, the, the weather starts changing. Everybody who was locked down for COVID-19, oh, yeah. you know, like, no, I got to live my life. No mask on. I'm like, Hey buddy. <laughs> like you know, six feet apart, exactly. <laughs> you don't, clearly, you don't care. So, right. <laughs> so I got keep away, but yeah, that's you know that's the weekend. I might hit the beach this weekend, but yeah. You know. Oh shit, it's gonna be COVID cube in Anthony's house pretty soon, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you gotta you gotta bring down the curve, baby. <laughs> bring down the curve. Oh. oh man, you going to a rally in Tulsa too? Is that what you're Oh, that's a place. No, I'm not. I shouldn't say it, man. I'm, I'm not gonna say it. No, we gotta stop it. Stop it. Daddy, got, Daddy got to edit. Daddy Don't get edit. fired on your day off. Exactly. Exactly. Don't getting that done right now. Chicka, you know who chicka. I'm. You know who I'm missing right now. I'm every gonna change time, the subject before I get myself in trouble. Time, every time you about to get yourself in trouble, I'm gonna scratch the record. Chicka, chicka. <laughs> He's gonna be scratching the hell out of this episode. Um, DJ Scratch. Uh, so my wife and I are missing um, the cleaning lady, man. It's been Uh-oh. three months, and we we're you know contemplating should we let her come just to you know it'd be nice to see her help her out because my kids and Anthony I mean, Clyde I'm just gonna let you know what's happening with your because I have a couple boys that are young you have three I have two yeah. this is what's in your future man they use the toilet as a suggestion man <laughs> <laughs> these nasty ass dudes right so they're on their Chromebooks either playing on their iPads like doing schoolwork or doing you know got homework then all of a sudden the last second they room I gotta pee and they jump up run and they start peeing from the kitchen. Right? <laughs> Where the hell they are? I'm like, once you wait till you get to the goddamn toilet, I walk in. I'm like, why is there yellow over here? You guys, man, clean this up. I started having them clean it. I'm like, I'm tired of clean up every four days, like every two, three days. I'm cleaning up some little stain from somewhere it shouldn't be. Right? Yeah, <laughs> toilet, man. All right, <laughs> 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 uh, they're gonna have to, look, they're gonna have to spit and pee. 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> like like the early days, I get a trigger, trigger, trigger. <laughs> you know what the, the best part about it is every everybody who has sons at this age, they're like, "Yep, they do the same damn nasty ass things, man." I love them. I love them. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's happening over here. It's just not times three. Yeah, no, 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 man. So yeah, I uh, I've been kind of doing a, a, a bit of the same, you know getting ready to uh, get out in the world, not necessarily going to go do too much. Just go in my backyard. So <laughs> yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking a seat in the, in Olympic size swimming pool. Right? Olympic size. <laughs> Equestrian got to train for my, <laughs> take the horses out. Come on. Uh, God, we know. We nah, know. not quite. Not, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Hilarious. No, but uh, no, it's been, a, it's been an interesting week uh, across the board. One of the things that, you know, I've been excited to see, from a cultural perspective is how important Juneteenth has become in the oh, corporate world. Um, you know, I, by the day you're seeing that it's been being considered a holiday, uh, state paid, yeah. you got Nike, you got, um, target, I think is one that also added a bunch of other companies now adding Juneteenth as a pay holiday. I'm like, good job. Good job. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like it's like they're it's like they're they're like on the Oprah Winfrey show giving away. She's like, "You get Juneteenth off. You get Juneteenth off. That's all they're doing." <laughs> That's so true. They're like, they're like, recognizing. They like they like. What else can we do that y'all that doesn't solve the issue, but y'all can be happy about? Yeah, like, <laughs> but happy. You see some changes happen though, right, Lauren? You got all these board members coming on and saying we got to do this by such and such date. This is the first time you're seeing it at this clip. Okay. Who, no, it's yeah. still it's still too too goddamn slow. Yeah, too early. Yeah, it's still <laughs> early. You got like I prove it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let, let's look at let's look I the, the key the key, you know, where you always gotta look at, like I think I said the last episode is after the year is over and they start putting their put together their corporate numbers, let's we gotta start seeing where people lie in the diversity angle. I, I, sure. I don't want to hear your total. You got, we got 12% diversity, 12% African-American, 8% Hispanic. I want to hear where they are in your ranks. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's the real catch. And you can't be in diversity, diversity and inclusion seat. You know, that's yeah. just one of those seats where <laughs> unfortunately it's a great role to have, but you know, they don't give it any power. You don't make a report to the CEO. Or if they do those things, they don't give it a budget where you can have specific change or a PL associated with it. So, you know, that's where I think the change is going to be made. But, you know, June 19th, it's a great group. Juneteenth, it's a great start. It's good yeah. for this week. After next, after this week, what's the next, what's the, what's <laughs> <Yeah>. the next? <laughs> right, right, right. And that, that kind of leads me to our topic of the day. We're just talking about, you know, how companies are diversifying, making changes. And then we think about the, uh, the private sector. And I don't know how many of you have seen the recent CNBC Disruptor 50 list. So this is a list that they've been uh, doing CNBC, the business news channel. Uh, Athul calls it the, the sports center of, of business. <laughs> Where <laughs> so true. Got, got, got a bunch of guys in there, you know, just talking crazy, getting you excited, overselling, underselling. Etc. But this is a, this has been an interesting list this year, specifically around current times. They've been doing this list for the last eight years, and in 2020, they listed out the top 50 uh, private companies that are pretty much changing the world. Um, you name the industry, it covers it. Uh, fintech, 
AI, agriculture, education, um, just to name a few. And one of the things that stood out to me on this on this Disruptor 50 list is there are no black CEOs on this list, which is amazing. Um, you know, I think it's a number of different areas where there are gaps that need to be filled. I think Atul mentioned this on one of the early episodes that, you know, the venture funding is controlled by people who are not black. Um, so they tend to invest in their friends or people went to the same school that they went to or look like them or have that pedigree and it kind of trickles down so that, you know, it falls in the case. So, you know, it's something that we want to talk about today, but then also kind of leave you guys with some great black founded companies who, you know, really should have been considered for this Disruptor 50 list because I think they're disrupting the, the world. It's just that they don't have that, you know, they have that black tax as well, I like to call call it. Mm, black tax time. is real, yeah. man. The black yeah. tax is real. Because when you look at the CNBC Disruptor list, one of their, I guess, uh, 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 measurements to, to be on here is they reached or passed the $1 billion valuation mark, right? So, the, the, you look into it and you got to say, why haven't some of these other black black CEO, black ran uh, startups or companies haven't reached a billion dollar valuation mark? There's tons of variables, right? There, there's so much that you that is at you can't pinpoint it. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't pinpoint a reason. But there there there's the typical one of can they get funding so they can grow? Right. The, 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 the mantra of be able to have that kind of funding in your pocket to be able to grow and, and get that valuation is the, is a, is a huge portion. It's not to say you can't go like, well, we, the, like the corporate America's, you know, old school or new school corporate America talk. Uh, there's not enough of talent out there. No, there's talent. Yes. This is whether you can get funded. And, yeah. and to what you were saying, Clyde, is about getting funded and because, and looking past your own biases fund people that don't look like you and to try to understand that their product that they might be creating you might not get right away but it serves a large portion of the community or the world or the country whatever way you want to look at it mm-hmm. we should dig into some numbers from the money perspective as well so like some of these 50 companies right they raised about 74 billion in venture cap and they have a market valuation of near two hundred and seventy-seven billion. So what is that? Three, four, three and a half clip, right? Um, mm-hmm. oh, almost, almost four, four x. Um, yeah, four x. So it's so Julia Borstein, right? She's a CNBC media analyst. So immediately following that, as you know, we started talking about this topic. She released an article. Hey, here are the the criteria to be on this list. Yep. And you know, so it was interesting. So, so I think. A lot. I think about 35, 34 of them are unicorns, so they're worth over a billion. Uh, but you know, because that is a criteria to be on the list, like you're near or approaching or over, right? As yep. Anthony said. But um, it speaks to. But then they went into. They said one of the main criteria, which takes precedence over some of the other criteria, is the founding team and the diversity among them. So they see diversity. You know, but it's it's true. They said black, but then they went further in the article. I don't know if you saw this. They said of thirteen hundred companies, only ten of like around ten companies were nominated themselves. So I guess it's a nomination process. You nominate your own company for this list. Is that is that how this thing works? I didn't see that part. And yeah, I didn't I didn't see that either. That's that's interesting. Yeah. If that's a process, come on to all of us. Let's nominate ourselves for these things. If you're if you're dope and you belong in this space, let's do that. But I agree. 
with what both of you are saying, because we talked about this episode one or two from the jump, right? Yep. We talked about Black VC, uh, that group that they're actually trying to put Black founders in front of investment pools or other advisors to help them take the next step. So it all comes from this, you know, it's been stimulating. Like we talked about the seventies when this whole kind of venture market started and then it was all a bunch of white guys, a couple of Japanese guys actually. And then that's it. So they're going to reach out to their own networks. The way to change this and it's happening, but too slowly again, as we mentioned again, is getting black investors to come on board. So they'll secure loans to those or give, you know, buy into early stage companies at the early stage and help them grow and mature and get them in front of the right people. That's one play. Now, is yep. there some systemic shit happening? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and, absolutely. Then, and then one of the stats that kind of go along with what you mentioned is that more than 80% of venture capital firms don't have a single black investor. Yeah. While 1% of venture funds, startup founders are black. So, you know, that goes exactly to what you're saying. So I'll say one thing, though. So here we're trying. Remember, you you all know this. June 1st, uh, a couple of days back, we were supposed to launch a second fund. If someone came to me and had experience in this space and happened to be, I don't care what color or gender they are, you know, as long as they've got what I what we need for this, they're in. You know, so no one's going to deny money if you're the right person, if they're not if they're not stupid. Right. <laughs> stupid people might do that. Stupid my people, but no one's going to deny money. If you're the right, like you, if someone's like, if you're, if you're launching a fund, ours was media entertainment centric. Yeah. If someone is coming from healthcare, uh, you know, black, white, brown, I don't care. They're probably not the right person because their, their Rolodex won't be what we need yep. for what we're trying to do. But if you're black, white, brown, I don't care what color, gender, sexual preference, man, if you can help this story, cause you need a story for any fund to get, to make a move. Right. And then to be respected by your peers. Start pooling money together. We talked about this last time, right? Yep. There is a hand to clamp people down right now in some capacity. But, you know, you can steer around that hand because right now we're creating opportunity. Let's create an opportunity for each other. That's what it takes. Yep, yep. And that and that's one big opportunity that, you know, I think in this new climate, hopefully people start taking advantage of seeing that talent out there because I, I mentioned this before, but I'll keep screaming it out. Those companies that are black and brown, they perform at 30% better than their peers in most cases. Um, so investing, not only the good thing to do, but it's also the smart and uh, it's a smart thing to do. So, you know, I continue to echo that and one where, you know, hopefully we start to see more and more of that, uh, especially with, you know, companies specifically creating funds like SoftBank. They did a hundred million dollar fund where they're going to be investing in black and brown uh, founders most recently. Um, and a number of other firms that are taking this approach as well. And just think about it from this capacity. This is how you can know that how you can change the initial, the, the frame, the story for yourself, right? So of the small, it's a very homogenous community of venture cap investors, right? Yeah. Everyone kind of knows each other. It kind of looks like now the room is changing since I've been in for like eight, 10 years. Now it's changed a little bit. There's more people that look like me now, more people that look like us on this, us three, we can see each other. It's, it's changing. That's, that's the great thing. Now we have to, we have to keep pushing it. So basically like SoftBank, they're going after people of color, right? So they mm-hmm. said they're specifically targeting to do that. Okay. Cause that's, that's not a bad thing because they're just trying to bring it up to equity. <laughs> to parity, right? Yeah, parity, yeah. Exactly, right? So that's a good thing. So all that's been happening all along is so well, who are they going to be seeking out? People like us to be advisors. Hey, help us find the right companies to invest in. Or are you that founder? Let's get yep. out there. Make yourself be visible with a quality product because you'll have a great shot 
in the next two years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll say cheers to that. And, you know, quality product. We like we work. <laughs> hey, it all depends on the salesperson, right? Oh, oh, you want me to get started? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, get started. <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny. I think I think what the the key and and the key is to make sure um, in these new funds, right? In these new funds where you are getting African American founders, maybe not just African American, West Indian, African, whatever, black found founders who are jumping in the game. Um. Or they want to jump in the game. We now need to make sure we continuously put resources out there so people understand how to get their position their company properly, yep. how to make sure they build the founding team, right? Because yep. that's, especially from a tech company, right? That's like you, we've talked about it on our episodes, the founding team, they want to make sure it hits those three points, whether it's the top, des- a good designer, a good developer and a sales kind of, you know, a, a salesperson or, Biz, biz dev person that they hit those three that those three quadrants to build their company yeah. right they want to see that and you know you gotta you gotta make sure you build that team and there's one thing to have an idea and building the team is the other right so um hopefully there's start to be more resources of how to build that product and team and company Maybe that's what we should do. It, it's funny, <laughs> and, and it's funny because yeah, exactly, I agree. And CNBC, you know, the, the, to kind of they they address the fact that there are no black founders in this article, right? And they said, hey, but you know, there's only seven percent of Fortune 500 companies have female CEOs, but our list has twelve percent. You know, so right. but they did openly admit, hey, this speaks to persistent gender inequity. Uh, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So. And it's been now's the time to fly. And right, all you, all of our people in this, this pool money, pool resources, pool talent together, and push the narrative. Yep, and I, I definitely agree with that. And one thing I want to say before we offer up some, you know, counter perspective, because at the Whiskey Hill, we, you know, want to focus on black and brown people, uh, you know, from a business, tech, and culture perspective. But you know, first, I want to say cheers to that. And talk yeah. about and talk about our whiskey of the whiskey of the episode before we uh, offer up some solutions. Oh uh, well, so so Anthony got to pick today. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's super expensive, guys, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Anthony has, as we, you know, I have, I have an expensive taste with uh with uh with Boone's Farm or OE money. So <laughs> OE. what we decided. <laughs> so so today today's whiskey slash ex- actually bourbon is Eagle Ray, uh, mm. another fine uh, Kentucky bourbon. Uh, okay. It's part of the whole Buffalo Trace family. Uh, it's it it it's like the whole cherry oak. I'm, I'm getting real Clyde right now. Cherry oak taste, <laughs> but but from a from a real. To be completely honest, and uh, you know, we've been drinking a lot of whiskey throughout these episodes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one has that little kick when you initially drink it, yeah. and it smooths the hell out. It is a smooth. Mm. Uh, uh, this is this is definitely a full kind of bourbon. So uh, <laughs> you know, he doesn't like anything that punches you in the face. Which I, I, get, I like because no, I, I grew up on that, so I'm done with it. He's like, I like R- I like R and B, girl. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't like gangster rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I love gangster rap though. But you know, <laughs> I'm mean, gangster rap. You like that, you like that J- ja Rule gangster rap? 
<laughs> oh, damn. All right, all right. Back to the regularly scheduled program. So, no, this is uh, Eagle Rare, is what you said? Eagle Rare. Eagle all right. Rare. I had to, you know, go to my liquor guy, my liquor store guy. He we just, just took like, a racism hey. break. Let's get back to the scheduling program. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so look, Anthony has already started sipping on it. We've been sipping on it. But what we're going to do is at the end of the episode, you know, give you our perspective because Anthony clearly gave you his perspective. Uh, early <laughs> before we start the episode. <laughs> right, 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 right. So now, so what I wanted to do was uh, touch on the next phase of the Disruptor 50 list. You know, while, you know, maybe the black and brown founders haven't been recognized and specifically the, you know, bl- no black CEOs on the list. I felt at the Whiskey Hill, we have a voice. And with that voice, we can identify some people that are rock stars and those that we are watching, company, companies that are built, being built. And we want to share our lists with our listeners and, and, uh, you know, give these, these, uh, founders, creators, CEOs, what I like to say, their flowers while they're still around. So, 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 so to kick that off, uh, you know, uh, let's go through our list. We're going to be real high level, identify people, what companies they are. And if you have any quick, you know, tidbits around them, uh, you know, share with our listeners. Seeds and flowers, uh, and I'm the soft one. Anyway, go ahead. Seeds <laughs> <laughs> and flowers, and I'm the soft drinker. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I just took it low, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, man. It's, it's the Midwest in both of you guys. That's the problem. Shit. I grew up. On the you know, you know what it is. I grew up on the rough shit, and I'm done with it. But I, I do it. You know, I like I like some islays. But let's let's keep it kosher. Let's go. We are, we are about to do something good versus. Chica, 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 chica. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anthony, I cut you off. What are you saying? Oh, I, uh, so we want to start it off? You want me to start off? Yeah, yeah man, you can start yeah. it off. Right, let, let's, start, let's start off with the one that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people use, Calendly. Yeah. Right? Um, founder, uh, you know, and I, no matter how many times I listen to his name, I'm going to jack it up. Uh, Tope Awotana. It's a meet a schedule, uh, meeting scheduling online where it just puts everybody's schedule in one place and you can kind of, instead of back and forth emails, you can do it on uh, in a central location where you block off what you what you have available and what the other person has available, and y'all can meet, handle your schedules. I remember using it several years ago, and and it kind of caught me off guard because I had no idea what the hell this was. I'm so used to yeah. you know back and forth emails, but this was a solid one, and I think this is one of those continuously uh, growing kind of platforms or or, or or apps or whatever um, that you know who knows might get snatched up by somebody. Yeah, right, they will. Right. They will. I can see a Microsoft coming in to take that out. Yeah. <laughs> Easy, yeah. No competition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What, what else you got next? You want me to go? You can go. How do you want to do this? Uh, you uh, yeah, keep go back and forth. Let's All go, right. Go keep the ping pong. Ping pong. All right. So I have on a list uh, Ryan Williams, uh, co-founder and CEO of Cadre. He, uh, Cadre mm. makes it easy for investors to manage their investment and gain liquidity by selling their interests in the secondary market. So ultimately, it's a real estate play. Um, so this company has raised around $133 million. It's backed by the who's who of venture funds. And it's, and it's a, a black CEO and co-founder. So that's what I wanted to highlight. Um, one of the things that uh, stood out to me about this one is, you know, this is Andreessen Horowitz, Ford Foundation, Thrive Capital, Goldman Sachs. Oh. And, then, and then also um, the Kushner family uh, is also investors in the company. So... I saw a really <laughs> so you know I think I think it's on both sides I think it's a really liberal brother and then 
Yeah. Uh, Jared, and then the other guy. Just, then, <laughs> then, then, just say the other guy. Uh, yeah, the other guy. The, the other guy. So that's one that uh, I had on top of my list, but it got me excited because they're doing some great things in the space of real estate. Go ahead. Kick another one. I think no, you're ready. No, man, it's, 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 is it me? Is it me? Okay. Sure, man. Right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go pilotly. Um, it's uh, James Norman. He, uh, it's like first to watch, uh, pilot programming. So it kind of gives the kind of the, the creators, uh, and the people kind of, uh, access, you know, you get to watch it online. You get access to this pro- programming and you get your yay or nay before it goes into production or on TV. So maybe, they, you know, a corporation or a network doesn't put that product out and waste, you know, who knows millions of dollars on a, on a three part episode before they realize it's not going to work. Uh, but the other catch with this guy, gentleman, uh, James Norman, he also started something called the Transparent Collective, which helps African-Americans uh, with the tools they need to help their startup, to create their startup and access to funding, nice. which is you know, what we were talking about is very much needed um, for black and brown founders. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll give you one. I'm going to give you one. Um, I leaned in. So I went deeper. So we wanted to talk about minority founders. I leaned in even deeper and I said, let me get female founders only on my list. Uh, Cause, and you know, let's give them a shout out. So Reshma Sujani, Girls Who Code is her company. It's one of several companies she runs. She has a lot of books out there, New York Times bestsellers, but she's the founder of this. So Jack Dorsey, the Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they're all endorsers of this. That is to specifically to get females into the STEM at a young age. So middle school, high school, and get them to so they can go into college seeking those kind of disciplines and then hopefully making, you know, minimizing that gap between male and females in that in those industries, science, technology, you know, everything like that. So she's dope. All right. Let me piggyback off that real quick too. Her husband. Her husband's my guy now, right? And he and Nahal Mehta, they launched Eniac Ventures, their third fund. Um, and they're doing something with Black VC, who we mentioned at the top. Uh, check them out. Just Google them. They got a bunch of virtual events. You check them out. But Nahal, he's dope in this space. And he, I get on Facebook once or twice a year, but he's always got great content on there about equality and, you know, minimizing inequities. Okay. Dope. So, uh, so I'll add one more just to round it out. So we'll have two each. Morgan DeBond, founder and CEO of Blevity. Uh, this is one that's you know been great. It's a it's a online platform for content and news and information for Black millennials. Um, it's catered to to media where they have you know video articles and it's curated culturally relevant content. Um, and it sends it directly to to uh, to the readers. They've uh, raised around nine point four million dollars. They have you know Google Ventures, five hundred startups, uh, Harlem Capital, Comcast Ventures. So you know they're really planning this space and making some great movements. So Blevity is the one that I want to uh, mention as you know a great great company to watch. She almost pitched in one of our showcases two years ago. She's dope. She's dope. The founder. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do a greatest list and greatest hits list, man. Throw out some other names. If you want to, you want me to go? Okay, yeah. let's go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my people. I'm gonna go with my people. The Curly Girl Collective. What right? okay. the founders? The founders of GLO, Simone Mayer, Sharice Higgins, Melody Henderson, and Tracy Coleman. It's a massive team, but nice. Not a tech product, but whether it's a cultural product, and their product really is about focus on African American women being in their natural selves, and that means they're arguably their natural hair. So they've done tons of, you know, s- smaller events when they ne- initially started off and they started something called the Curl Fest. 
And now the Curl Fest initially started off in Brooklyn and they grew it to where they had to move it to Rand, uh, Roosevelt Island, where they get somewhere between 75,000 people, you know, during the whole day, 75 to 100,000 people just there, vendors everywhere. And what it is, is especially for a sponsor, it is a perfect place to target your audience. Right. And then with that, with that growth that they've had, they moved it, you know, open, had their first one last year in Atlanta. Um, and they're with the idea of you know, continuous growth on that side. So it's not a tech product, but it's a social, cultural relevant product that they knew and saw several years ago. Uh, and they've been out there grinding and building this uh, great event up and great company. Can I say Amazing. something funny real quick? Can I say something real funny? Because I've been pitched oh, from some companies from, no, so I didn't know okay. this is a thing, right? About, about the, I, I didn't know if I had to put the record, the, the DJ. <laughs> I, I didn't know. So I had, I've had 15 companies pitch to me. I'm not in this space at all, the beauty space at all. You can tell by the way I dress, but <laughs> they pitched to me about hair products and all that. And they, I didn't know a lot of black females buy Indian hair. I had no idea. Wow! Oh, you didn't watch that movie uh, uh, by Chris Rock until the then. Until then, yeah. and then I've been I've been getting pitched these companies. No, this that was that came out like five six years ago, four or five years ago. Yeah. They were pitching me like eight nine years ago. I'd never heard of this, right? And I'm like, oh okay, yeah. all right, we're too connected. How you get it? <laughs> Damn it, I missed. <laughs> no, but I'm like, that's the thing, right? So and and I get it. Okay, I get it. All right. Anyway, um, am I should I drop something good to clean that up, or Clyde, do you want to take? this? No, nah, go ahead, go ahead, clean all it right. up. Dude, oh, yeah. I'll leave you a couple. <laughs> So I remember Anu Dougal, I'm going to give a female founders fund. I remember they were raising, this is like 2012, 13, 14. They were trying to raise a smallish fund. Microsoft was involved, just raise a small fund and to help female founders and a lot of them of color. And they just, you know, they've been having some great exits during COVID, but they had a, one last year was like a hundred million dollar exit. And wow. you know they're having a lot of those. So they're doing dope things and they're really trying to help the female movement. So I want to give them a shout out. All right, dope, there, dope, dope. Here, I, clean, I cleaned it up. Go. There you go. So I'll drop one, um, which, you know, I, I, I find very interesting. It's Paul Judge. He's the co-founder, executive director of Pendrop Security, which is a company that helps banks, insurers, and retailers identify their customers by their voices. Uh, so, you know, you call up, you know, AT&T, they recognize your voice and it helps you reduce fraud and it also improves the customer experience. So it's a, it's a company that's out there that's uh, making some waves and uh, they've raised so far $212 million, Goldman Sachs, City Ventures, uh, just to name a few of the venture uh, funds. And, 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 and Paul is also uh, a founder of the Tech Square Labs Incubator as well, uh, based out of Atlanta. So he's doing some cool things. And, you know, I think the pin drop is uh, definitely a disruptor con- nice. company. Nice. Also, oh, 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 Anthony. Put your cup down. Go ahead. <laughs> Jeez, man. All right. So I got uh, Uncharted Power. Okay. Uh, Jessica Matthews. I think a lot of people have heard of uh, this young lady. I, I hate this. I, you know, I don't know if it's wrong for me to say young lady, but um, old lady created a. No, no. Damn. Watch yourself. She created, she created a soccer ball. Oh, oh yes, converts kinetic yep, energy. Yep, yep. Um, it, it, it she's out of Harlem. Out of Harlem. Yeah, Harlem represent baby. Jeez, you know you 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 Clyde has been like Harlem Atlanta, Harlem Atlanta, <laughs> Harlem Atlanta, and and, and, and it's I cool. Need to, I need you to re, I need you to represent your your <laughs> exclusive town now. That you <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, so she's she's a she's written book, books now. She's done a lot of TED talks, um, talking about her 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 
her path to what she's doing, but her real initial product, what I mentioned about take, converting uh, kinetic energy to electricity, um, is is really about internet, trying to create something of decentralized energy, where a lot of a lot of the times, most of the times, for a lot of emerging markets, their access to electricity or any form of it comes from a larger corporation. So this for smaller villages, smaller towns, this opens that opportunity to generate or have electricity in these areas. Okay. I like dope. it. I like it. Um, you up, Clyde? Me? Who's going? Ooh. All right. You can go. You can go. Um, all right. I'm going to throw like, I'm just going to give you 10. I'm just kidding. I ain't ready for the smoke. Oh, we're ready. We're ready. Oh, we're ready. Watch this. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, you don't want to go in the entertainment space. Mindy Kaling, but she's investing in non-entertainment type of entities. So Mindy Kaling. So, so you know her for like she's a, she's a writer, she's an actress, she's written for she started on The Office, real, wrote a lot for that show, and you know was writing, a bunch of different shows, right, and a couple of movies. So she's an investor in Maven Clinic, which is an on-demand medical service yeah. for females and infants. I never heard of it until just recently. And then The Wing, and you're gonna love this one because WeWork's involved, baby. So her and a couple of investors they partnered up with Google Ventures and they acquired from WeWork. Uh, this female co-working space, The Wing, oh. and it's basically SoftBank is trying to clean up the bullshit on the balance sheet of WeWork as they're trying to cleanse it out and just wow. get the money. Right. So that's okay. how they got in. Yes, that's dope. And you know what? Can I, I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to give you a mail this time because you, you talk about energy, Anthony. So Manoj Bhargava, he's a, he launched Five Hour Energy. He's a multi-billionaire. I don't know him. <laughs> I know his son, though. I know his son, and his son is dope. And his son is like this young dude. And he's like, hey, man, my dad killed it. <laughs> he goes, we're having drinks sometimes. We're having drinks. He goes, my dad killed it. He goes, I can sit back and look fancy like the rest of these assholes in this in this lounge, or this club where we work. <laughs> he goes, but, you know, I want to get out there and do good shit. And he's so they are doing on energy. They developed a bike that they can install in someone's home in remote village of Africa, Asia, India, all over. Right. In a village in a poor person's home. That if you pedal it for an hour or two, it can provide electricity for an iPad, a TV, radio for 24 hours and lights. Sorry, obviously lights should have been up top, but you know, electricity <laughs> for 24 hours after pedaling for an hour or two. That's dope. And that's the kind of work he's doing. The kid, he could be driving around a Ferrari, probably is, but you know, he's, <laughs> he's doing God's work. Boom. Dope, dope, dope. <laughs> I want to know, does he take, if he has to go to a meeting in certain uh, particular neighborhoods, does he take his Ferrari? His Lamborghini? <laughs> Actually, uh, you know what, Clyde? His, his, the, the hat, the, what do you call it? The Innovation Lab used to be in Michigan. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So when I used to go visit my brother out there, like they moved it from, they moved somewhere else south now. So he had a Cadillac. He didn't have a Ferrari. <laughs> could be, could be, could be. Yeah. yeah so I- Keep it American. <laughs> right, right, right. So one I'll I'll, uh, I'll add in and kind of go along to you know through a bit out at the the lounge is something um, um, I, I thought was a great great concept, but uh, there's a lot of them out there. Which is a uh, the gathering spot uh, founded mm-hmm. co-founder CEO by Ryan Wilson. Uh, it's a private club. You know, private clubs have been popular for decades, but this is a reimagined experience that's kind of combining. We work in Soho House together and, you know, lack of better terms, but it's in Atlanta and they're focused, hyper focused on black and brown communities. So Atlanta is where the headquarters, they're opening this, a spot in DC and LA. They've raised uh, $5 million so far from Valor, Valier Ventures. Um, and, you know, it's one where, you know, I will continue to watch and definitely thought it should be on the list. 
Man, I hope they open one up here somewhere because, man, I, you know, all, all those Soho houses, cool. You know, mm. It's, um, you know, I'm like the, I'm like the, I'm like the black pepper in there. Okay? <laughs> right, 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 right. It used to have, a, it used to have a different vibe because there used to be a lot of music cats in there when I, I used to have a membership about 10, 12, 15 years ago. So you would see people like Maxwell and you see those kind of people there. I remember Clyde, Anthony, we met up there once, right? Yeah. One yeah. of our early meetings. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was um, like, let's, let's have more shit to get get together and shit talk i got a membership come on down <laughs> after covid but maybe, it, after COVID. But it was it was but they they went very finance right then they then they lose that edge and then they went very finance before and then they yeah. cleaned the house because you know what guys. happens you know in the music industry you know you have money three years and then you don't two years later you know no what happened was is they yeah. uh experienced uh what was 2020 Eight recession, two thousand eight recession. Recession killed everybody. So they were like, you know what? We're just going to open this up to a little bit of everybody because it was originally founded uh, on the premise of creatives, whether it was music, yep. advertising, uh, photographers, you know, video, whatever. But you know, o- over time, people lost a lot of money, so they, you know, they're they're expensive as hell to to get open. Um, so how so you know, they start opening up to everyone and. Um, that vibe you mentioned is is probably not as as great as it used to be. Yeah, now, yeah. It's, now it's got it's kind of very techie. It's yeah, very techie. So techie, who knows how you want to describe techie? It could be techie could be very finance and very media entertainment. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I'm definitely hoping that they have a gathering spot up here in New York eventually because you know I'd love to be around other like minded people. Not necessarily in the WeWork space or a, you know, that type of space, but a mix. Do a little yeah, bit of hey, drinks, but dinner, but uh, talk business, et cetera. You had me at drinks. Where New York is going, there might be a lot of retail space available. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, we could probably flip one of these for cheap. They're, they're, <laughs> they're expensive to run, though, because I looked into one. My buddy launched a couple, and he actually launched them in Mumbai, Bombay, India, as a, you okay. know, it's a franchise. And it's, um, they're expensive to launch. I didn't go in on it with him. He asked me to. What was the uh, name of it? So it's So House. In, in, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, so, okay. Uh, but, and then he launched La Pen, Cunadan, you know, those. And they, they all filed for bankruptcy just recently <laughs> through this whole thing. That was just now. But he did well with them. Um, I'm going to give you two lady females. Uh, okay. Lady, you know, instead of male females. Lady man, females. do that again. Okay. All, right. all right. So two all ladies right. who are actually leading female founded <laughs> groups. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna put any jokes up there, right? So I don't get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so two, so 37 angels we've heard of them so yep. it's a it's a you know columbia professor angela lee she's the founder closes the gender gap in investing and they put together a lot of dope events and then highlight other people's events just to get people in the room together having conversations let's investigate bonnie helper you you both have met her ladies who lead founder very similar effort putting high profile female investors in the room sprinkle with a few male investors that she's invited me several times and you get some great people in that room and you and let deals happen it's beautiful magic love it love it and uh let's do one more to close us out all right jesus jeez no all right i got one so i got See, 54 g <laughs> now clyde's body's like no let's do two more because i was gonna take the last one <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. 54 g dr abase in a ubong okay i probably potentially maybe didn't say that correctly but <laughs> It's, uh, but it's it's like the Ancestry.com 23andMe for it, the African genome, right? Mm. And it's all about 
unlocking that kind of power of the African genome because what what's going on is that it's a lot of African Americans in the uh, in the African Americans, of course, in the U.S. <laughs> uh, are not getting those kind of tracing and that testing done. Um, and you know, I've I've had friends like I'm not putting my blood on the D- <laughs> right, right, right. Give, give my DNA to 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 whoever is going to control it. Uh, you, <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. <laughs> so that's awesome. that that's a that's a that's a that's a concern um before i get into that one because i've heard what 23 is it 23 million yep. is doing just just know that the fed's involved with all them just know that yeah yeah of course FBI, FBI, and, all of them cia they kind of fund them too so wow yeah so just know so, that you know so now you know Let's 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 you have, let the family member who ha- happens to be in the military already do it because <laughs> exactly exactly they took the information already as it is. So you know the thing, but she's a founder. She's one you know trying to do some uh, trying to help track that process and that genome for especially African Americans. That's a beautiful service because look, people that look like us aren't as well documented across the world because it wasn't in record books from where we our ancestors are from. It yep. wasn't in, so it wasn't written down like they did in kind of Western cultures and, you know, non like us, white. <laughs> they, they took better records, you know, and then, and yeah. then cause we were, uh, you know, we, we minimized that portion of what we should have done. So that's great. That's a great search. You can f- figure that out. All right. No, great, great, great. So this has been a great list. And fellas, we ended up on 13, 13 great founders, leaders, uh, from the black and brown community that, you know, we wanted to highlight, we'll list this on our website, thewhiskeyhue.com. Um, so if you want to dive a little bit deeper into each of these uh, uh, companies and just do a little bit more research, uh, they're in a private phase. Uh, they're not public, so, you know, you can't really invest into them in the stock market. But you never know if you want to angel invest. These may be companies you can look into. Uh, but, you know, this is the Whiskey Hue, and this is some of the uh, companies we wanted to share with with, with our listeners. Um so, you know, fellas, that was a great one. And I, you know, I thought that was a good topic. We were very, very, maybe we could go on two, three episodes of this. Yeah, absolutely. We were just dropping nuggets. Yeah. Go nuggets. So, yeah, speaking of nuggets, let's see how prepared you are, Anthony. Shit you should know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I'll lead off. I'll lead off. Oh, you ready? You ready? It's a little different, and and I and and as we've all seen, for a lot of corporations have announced not a lot. All right, so like IBM, Amazon, who else? Who talked about getting out of or well, IBM's getting out of facial recognition. Amazon's mm-hmm. pausing on their Amazon recognition um, for a year. Uh, I think there's a great article that helps people really understand what facial recognition is, how it works. And it ties into AI, right? So, and it's on in a strategy, strategy and business. It's called democratizing artificial intelligence mm. is a double edged sword. So, it really breaks down how AI plays into the whole mix and how it can become dangerous if you have too much access to it. People have access to it without understanding rules and how to really process data um, and how that ties into. Um, facial recognition because AI is arguably like the, the, the foundation to facial recognition. Um, and you can also go to Amazon, especially Amazon site website and look up, you know, their Amazon recognition to understand how, how they are moving into the market and what they use their product for and how even law enforcement uses it or how they recommend law enforcement to use it. So, um, I think it's something that, you know, regardless of, you know, the headlines that come out, you have to really understand how it's going to be used because it's not going anywhere. 
right? We see it yeah. on our iPhones and how people use how you, how you can unlock your phone with your face, um, how it how that really works. So I think it's key that people kind of get the baseline understanding of it. How good are we, man? We we mentioned this up in one of the first couple episodes. Yeah, that man. we Nostradamus, man, you hit it, man. We talk about the problems with that, right? Early on, yeah, and then yeah. we talk about the we Tesla thing. We talk, yeah, we talk about everything, man. We're just every, but that's why we're the number one podcast in the world, man. In the world, there you go. Platform <laughs> soon to be on Mars. <laughs> Hurry up, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right Clyde, uh, go ahead. All right, yeah. So I'll go with one. Uh, I'll actually. Uh, take a two. They 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 closely connected. Um, two for um, I want to talk about Jack Dorsey, Africa Jack, as we uh, gave him that <laughs> gave him that turn. Um, he he has this uh, foundation uh, which is called Start Small, uh, where he's been donating twenty eight percent of his overall wealth, uh, about a billion dollars, to deserving organizations that you know he identified. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, organizations is one that's near and dear to my heart because a good friend of mine works with the school. It's called St. Aug. Um, it's all boys black Catholic high school in New Orleans. Um, and he donated $1.5 million to them um, out, of the, out of the billion dollars, which is going to be, you know, life changing to yeah. the, the school. And, you know, it's pretty much game changing for the school based on their budgets. Um, in addition to that, um, they, he's been donating to COVID and a bunch of other organizations, yeah. but you know, I just wanted to highlight that and kind of something that's closely connected to that is Twitter is rolling out audio tweets on iOS. Oh shit! So, <laughs> uh, you know, Africa Jack strikes again on the on the tech side of the business. Uh, so that's something that you know I, I definitely keep people to keep an eye out for. Audio tweets coming on Twitter. You can only imagine where that's sure. where that's gonna go. That's, you know how bad it is when you think about that you had how, what you really had to do to just type it out and tweet it. Yeah, and you want to delete it. So now you just <laughs> and just say what the hell you want yeah, to say. Yeah. Oh, it's done. It's done. And you know that's my favorite social media. So I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I got to head. You don't so, want to have what I say out there. Right, right, right. Uh, you don't have Anthony going chicka chicka chicka. Are you tweeting? If you put something every time you open up the app that says, "Are you drunk?" Yes, no. Oh man! All right, I got a list of seven. I'm kidding. Uh, okay, so last week I drew a loose connection between my dad's experience as an immigrant in the U.S. in 1965 to Shahid Khan's in 1967. All right, my dad, along with my mom are two of my heroes so i'm blessed and honored to be their son all right yeah i saw that when i edited the show i'm like oh that didn't come out right you know they're, <laughs> they're my heroes all right i gotta say that second thing reminder it's taxes tax day july 15th they're due so you got less than a month get on it right okay now last what i'm gonna do so i'm gonna this is part of our us giving like giving back so i opened up last week to, hey black founders reach out to me and I've been getting hit up a lot and I've seen some great companies, a lot of them in fashion. So I might bring them your way. Cause that's more your space. I mean, we talked about some of these, yep. uh, so uh, dope companies and Hey, so we're doing, taking another step further. So next, I mean, um, tomorrow, Wednesday, June 24th, um, partnering with digital diversity network. I sit on the board there. We're offering a webinar on raising capital in a down economy for startups and small businesses. So we're going to go deep in the weeds and a major portion of it will be dedicated to audience questions. So go to Digital Diversity Network, Athula Prasher accounts, and we'll have the registration info up. 
um, come through. It'd be great. Tech, venture, industries of the future. That's what we're going to be discussing. Amazing. Amazing. Oh. So this has been a great episode of the Whiskey Hue. We've been si- sipping on that Eagle Rare. Uh, what do you what do you think, Thor? Uh, it's smooth. So, you know, I always find, maybe because I like these flavors, vanilla and banana in it. So I found that. <laughs> okay. I found, for some reason, I found vanilla and banana. So it's, it's dope. Pinky's right. up, baby. Pinky's up. Everybody, everybody's getting real detail in there. In there, in there <laughs> Clyde's like, I like drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, y'all, y'all took the magic from me. I'm just gonna say it was good. You know, it it, it was good. <laughs> it's smooth. Hold on. So we're this is what episode 22. Episode 22. So why people, our listeners. There's only there's, there's only so many whiskeys and bourbons out there. We're going to oh we're gonna hit them all. Have to repeat so, <laughs> we're gonna have to repeat so we're we're 22 whiskeys in. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no uh, no, this has been a great episode, fellas. I'm glad we were able to touch on this much needed topic. You know who needs CNBC and then Disruptor 50. You know we got our oh. we got our own disruptors in the marketplace. So check us out on all check us out on all platforms. Uh, whiskeyhue.com rate us, give us five stars for the number one podcast in, podcast. The, in the world, maybe even Mars once we get on there. Thanks, Elon. Uh, <laughs> this has been a good episode. Peace. <laughs>